Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When a beautiful young woman in Ohio met a handsome young doctor, it was love at first sight. During candlelight dinners, the two spoke of marriage with a ceremony on a distant beach at sunset. But those plans were delayed when the prospective bride fell ill. When medical science couldn't find the cause of the problem, forensic science and a hidden camera did. At 33 years old, Michelle Baker was ready to settle down, get married, and start a family. Her dreams were soon realized when a girlfriend introduced her to a soft-spoken new doctor in town, Dr. Maynard Munsing II. I was the happiest woman in the world at that point. I mean, he was he was every woman's dream. He was very successful, um, very good-looking. Michelle worked as a firefighter and a paramedic, and the two shared an interest in emergency medicine. Munsing was also 33 years old. Both were divorced, and there was an immediate attraction. Within a month, Dr. Munsing moved into Michelle's small home in Huber Heights, Ohio. The couple spent weekends caring for Maynard's two children from a previous marriage. And soon, Michelle had some happy news of her own. She was going to have a baby. He said, we're getting married in Key West, barefoot, on the beach at sunset. I was uh, blown away. So the two flew off to Florida. But on their first night there, Maynard changed his mind, asking Michelle if they could postpone the wedding so his family could attend. I felt devastated. I also felt like if that is the way that he wanted things to be, then I had to respect his wishes. Later that night, the couple went to the Hard Rock Cafe. But after they left the restaurant, Michelle had severe cramps and some light bleeding. Fortunately, with a fiancé who was a doctor, Maynard reassured her. He told her there was nothing to worry about. He just had me lay down. He said that it was fine. The next day, it stopped. After returning home from vacation... Michelle saw her physician, Dr. John Shy, just to make sure everything was okay. Michelle, I think, was primarily concerned because of her age. And this being her first pregnancy, she was frightened. Her concerns were that she had a history of endometriosis, and she thought that might be a problem, but I reassured her that the chance of a problem was remote. Maynard purchased this $320,000 brick house for the couple to raise their new child. But Michelle's pregnancy was a difficult one, with increasing cramps and occasionally bleeding. When neither Michelle's doctor or her fiancé could determine the cause of her illness, 
she did a little research of her own and made her diagnosis. It was a condition so rare, medical experts could hardly believe it. Michelle Baker and Dr. Maynard Munsing were expecting a child and had plans to marry. Maynard revealed some news which threatened those plans. He admitted he still had lingering feelings for a former girlfriend, Tammy Irwin, despite their stormy past. You've told all these people such horrible things about her and what kind of person she is, and I said, and, and you still have feelings for her? Over the 4th of July weekend in 2000, Michelle planned to stay home while Maynard left for a fishing trip with a friend about an hour's drive away. From Hubert Heights. Hello, what can I play for you? But later that night, while listening to a local radio station, Michelle heard a familiar voice calling in to request a song. The caller sounded very much like Maynard. And I was I just stopped right there. I just stopped dead in my tracks. And I, I listened, and the DJ asked him, he said, well, who is this? And, and he said, Maynard. Maynard. Do you want to dedicate this to anyone? I'd like to now suspecting she had been lied to, Michelle asked a neighbor to drive her to the home of Maynard's former girlfriend, Tammy Irwin. Michelle's fears were confirmed when she saw him outside with Tammy. Fishing trip, huh? Not what it looks like. It's exactly what it looks like. A confrontation ensued. She never knew that Maynard was living with me. He uh, had told her that he was living with a friend of his. Um, and all the while, he was with me. Michelle immediately threw Maynard out of her home. I was devastated. I, I just couldn't believe that someone could be that deceiving and, and appear to be something that they're obviously not. But a few days later, Maynard called, inviting Michelle to a picnic so the two could talk. He apologized for his lapse in judgment and asked Michelle if they could get back together. He turned to me and he said that he was very sorry about all of this. Seemed very sincere in what he was saying. But the picnic was interrupted when Michelle got very sick. I was so ill there at the park that I couldn't even leave. I would leave the restroom, and then five minutes later, I have to be right back in the restroom. Not only was by vomiting and by diarrhea, but I also, about 40 minutes into this, um, started bleeding, and bleeding pretty bad. Michelle immediately went to her doctor. He could find nothing seriously wrong. An ultrasound of the fetus was normal, and once again, Michelle assumed her symptoms were stress-related. With their relationship back on track, the couple once again spoke of marriage. He was affectionate, and it seemed very normal. But it happened again. Michelle started cramping, bleeding, and vomiting. And I thought that this was due to anxiety and stress and probably... Uh, uh, just internal pressure that uh, developed when she saw her boyfriend. 
but it was Michelle's twin sister, Melinda, who noticed an interesting coincidence. She had said that, don't you find it odd that every time you're with him, after he leaves, you're sick? And I was just horrified by what she was implying. Michelle recalled that Maynard was the one who brought the drinks from the bar to their table in Florida shortly before she fell ill the first time. And he also prepared her drink at the picnic before the second bleeding incident. But what was he doing to her drinks? To find out, she set a trap and was clever enough to videotape it. Michelle Baker was becoming increasingly suspicious of her fiancé's behavior. Maynard told Michelle he was taking his children to Florida for a short vacation. Michelle suspected he was lying. To find out, Michelle drove to the home of Maynard's ex-girlfriend and there saw Maynard's car. Through an open window, Michelle overheard Maynard and Tammy Irwin discussing Michelle's pregnancy. Tammy asked Maynard what he intended to do about the baby. And Maynard's response to her was, she need not worry about that, that as far as he knew that it could have already been taken care of. My heart dropped. And it was at that point that um, that I realized that something might be going on. Michelle immediately told police about her suspicion that Maynard was trying to abort their child. Well, after listening to the story, I thought it was quite fantastic. It's not the typical uh, case that comes across my desk. I was certainly skeptical at first and thought, you know, I can't imagine that uh, someone would even do this. It's beyond my dreams. Something I haven't run into in 25 years of experience. She's still trying to make contact. Police wanted Michelle to take a lie detector test, but department rules prohibit the test to be done on pregnant women. We told her, basically, that because of his professional position, that we were going to need all types of physical evidence that uh, would show that he's responsible for this. But without proof, there was little police could do. So Michelle conducted her own investigation. Inside a silk plant, Michelle and her girlfriend hid a small video camera in her kitchen with a clear view of the kitchen countertop area. I was scared. I was afraid that he would see it. She then invited Maynard to dinner. As soon as he arrived, Michelle said she was going outside to put the steaks on the grill and asked Maynard to prepare her a drink. The videotape clearly revealed Maynard pouring an unknown substance into Michelle's soft drink. When he handed Michelle the drink, she excused herself to go to the bathroom, where she had hidden a plastic container. As I poured that drink into that container, there was 
a white sludge in the bottom of my cup, an enormous amount. I mean, not, not just a little bit, but a very large amount. And then I rinsed my cup out. I poured my new Coke into that glass, hid the other stuff. I walked back out and sat down at the table and ate dinner with him. I was sickened, but I knew that this was the only way that I could prove this. This was the only way that I could keep him away from my baby. Getting through dinner was difficult. Michelle wanted to get the drink to the police station quickly, and throughout dinner, her telephone rang incessantly. It was Tammy Irwin asking to speak with Maynard. When Maynard finally left, the telephone rang once more. It was Maynard with some upsetting news. He said to me, do you want to know why Tammy's so upset? And I said, yeah, why don't you tell me why Tammy's so upset? He said, because she's my wife. He married her that week. The police immediately sent Michelle's soft drink to the forensics lab. My first reaction is, you got to be kidding me. We have no idea what we're looking for here. It's not a, a typical forensic case. So where are we going to even start? There's literally hundreds of drugs that this could be. On a hunch, police called a local pharmacist asking for a list of medications that can cause harm to a fetus if taken by a pregnant woman. The most commonly prescribed drug fitting that description was a stomach ulcer drug, Cytotec. The contents of Michelle's soft drink were placed in the gas chromatograph mass spectrometer. By comparing the known Cytotec that we received from the pharmaceutical company, we compared that to the uh, substance that was found in the Coca-Cola and found a match. Therefore, the Coca-Cola contained Cytotec. But police had a problem. There was no proof it was Cytotec that Maynard was putting into the soft drink. A clever defense attorney could claim that Michelle laced her own drink with the drug in order to frame him. So police set a trap of their own. Even though Michelle Baker had caught her fiancé on videotape placing something in her drink, authorities were concerned about whether this evidence would stand up in court. We didn't believe just having a tape by the complainant and a sample by the complainant would have as much validity as a tape by ourselves, uh, obtained by ourselves, and the sample obtained by ourselves. So a few days later... Police set up their own surveillance camera in Michelle's kitchen. They placed it in a figurine of a firefighter saving a child. The camera focused on Michelle's kitchen counter. Once again, Michelle invited Maynard over for dinner. Myself and Detective Sergeant May were waiting in the garage and viewing what was going on in the kitchen, like clockwork almost identical to the previous tape. Once Michelle Baker exited the residence to put steaks on the grill, 
Dr. Monsing removed a vial from his pocket, placed it in her drink. The two detectives rushed into the kitchen and arrested him. At that time, I pointed up to the camera and said, right up there, you're on camera. And that's when he viewed the camera to look at it. I said, I told you that you didn't have to have anything to do with this baby. And instead, you tried to, to kill the baby and kill me. I mean, this guy had it all. You know, in a matter of six minutes, he uh, you know destroyed his career. And of course, Michelle's life. Dr. Munsing cryptically explained why he had done it. He basically poisoned the drink in an attempt to remove the problem. The question as to whether or not the problem was the, meant the baby, he advised yes. Lab test confirmed that this drink was spiked with Cytotec 2. A search of Munsing's car trunk revealed even more Cytotec. Dr. Maynard Munsing was charged with the attempted murder of the baby. Despite ingesting Cytotec several times earlier, Michelle's fetus appeared normal. I was at the doctor's office every week, had high-resolution ultrasounds every month. They were very, very um, cautious as to what they were looking for. Meanwhile, Munsing was released on bond to await trial. The truth will come out soon. The what? The truth will come out soon. Shortly before the trial, 28 weeks into her pregnancy, Michelle gave birth to a stillborn baby girl whom she named Michaela. He was already gone. It was a bad day. But my parents got there. They, they were there when she was delivered. Um, my whole family was there. Um, my friends. And um, they all held her and we passed her around. And um, we all told her how much that we loved her. Since the coroner found no trace of Cytotec in the placenta, he ruled the cause of the baby's death as undetermined. He did make oral statements as well as written statements admitting to uh, what he was trying to do in this case and that he was trying to get rid of the baby, um, that it was something he, his wife didn't want him to have to deal with. Michelle firmly believes that Maynard was responsible. I know in, in my heart what he did. My justice is um, knowing that he is eventually going to... Um, be judged for that. Because of the strain a trial would have placed on Michelle and her family, prosecutors made a deal with Dr. Munsing and his wife Tammy with Michelle's approval. Munsing's wife Tammy pleaded guilty to the charge of filling the prescription for the Cytotec. She was put on probation. Dr. Munsing pleaded guilty to contaminating a substance for human consumption and attempted felonious assault. 
he was sentenced to five years in prison. He was also stripped of his medical license and will never be permitted to practice medicine in the United States again. Fortunately, it was Michelle's suspicions, good police work, and new forensic technology that identified the drug quickly. It could have been a very, very long procedure in identifying this drug because we, we literally had no idea where to start or what we were looking for. It could have taken us several months to determine uh, what we had. A delay of several months may have prevented police from capturing the crime a second time on videotape. 